0: It's kind of nice to know, though, that my coworkers are kind of going through the same things I am, or the people in my field feel the same way. So it kind of is like, okay, good, I'm not alone. There's a network of people who are also like, oh, this is frustrating sometimes.
1: Hi there, listeners. Whenever we have a tough day at work, there's nothing like seeing a funny meme to pick up our day. So today, we'll be speaking with Tori DeFazio who runs the wildly successful Recreational Therapy Memes Instagram page. You So you just started the, uh, the social media page, right?
0: Yeah, I would say probably less than probably the last like three or four months is when I started that.
1: Okay, what made you come up with that idea?
0: So I, at my previous job, I worked with the best child life specialists in the world. They were incredible. And they did a, like, a presentation for the rest of the therapists about child life, and they used memes. And I thought it was just so funny and so fun in a way for other therapists to understand what they did and how it was frustrating, but in, like, a light Hearted way that was funny Mm. at the end of the day so after that presentation I kind of went home and I was sitting on my couch and I was like I think this would be fun and I just made the account that night
1: (laughs) and nobody else had that name either and you were ready to go
0: I was like so excited because I was like "Uh uh-oh I'm gonna have to come up with a creative name and then I literally just put in recreational therapy memes and they're like you're good you're good to go
1: What? That was an easy process then.
0: It made it a lot easier for me than I thought it was going to be.
1: (laughs) Okay, so that's the idea then. So you started with the idea, you got the name down, you got the account down, and then you have to find content or you have to have ideas. Are you making them? Are you finding them? What are you doing?
0: So I make all of the memes by myself, but the good thing is I went for my undergrad and my master's in recreational therapy So Mm -hmm. I know probably like, I'm pretty close to, I'd say like a good five to 10 rec therapists. So usually what I'll do is I will go on Twitter, see what memes are trending, go on Pinterest, see what memes are trending, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: download the empty meme from Pinterest, and then put my own words on it. And then I'll usually send them out to my friends who are also rec therapists. And I'll be like, which one's funny? Because sometimes I think ones are funny, and they're like, Tori, this is not it."
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's that's good to have that. We got that the the support to be able to let you know, Definitely. yes, this works; yes, this doesn't work. Actually, I was able to take a uh, a comedy class one time. It was I think it was an improv class, and in the improv class, that was one of the things that they mentioned for people who are what do you call it? Their getting ready for an act they go out and they essentially I think they call it like they shop around but they're what they're doing is they're giving their act and then they're seeing what the reaction is and then they'll yeah. get feedback or they get that fine tune they'll get that opportunity to make whatever changes they need to make
0: yeah that's that's funny i guess i'm shopping my means around
1: <laughs> yeah but it, it works i mean you got people that are are following you i i did notice that you got quite a bit of following in a short period of time, which is super awesome.
0: That, I did not think that was going to happen. I really thought, I was like, I'm going to make this and like my 10 friends who are rec therapists are going to follow me. Maybe the people that you work with will follow me too. And then on Facebook, we have our recreational therapy page. And I was like, let me just post that I'm making an account. And then I posted it on that page and I, my followers went from like 15 to like 500. Wow. Really quick. I know.
1: So you got that process down then, and that it, it looks to be working for you. So I would suggest to keep going with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. I think I'm out. I'm almost out at a thousand three hundred right now, and I just can't even. I really can't even believe it because that's so many people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think what you did is you you worried about the the stuff that you were given out. You just wanted to give something to make people smile, make people laugh, you know, whatever the case was. And it wasn't as um, other industries might do it where they're thinking I'm going to do this, but I want to get followers. Mm -hmm. Right. So you did it backwards. You gave great content, which then got people to say, "Hey, I like this stuff.
0: I, I, I still really can't even believe it. It's really fun to see because sometimes I'm like, this meme is stupid but it made me laugh and then i post it and to read like the comments or people will message me sometimes and be like this is hilarious this happens to me every day and i'm just like ah, good <laughs> other people feel the way i do
1: <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of the the memes especially the ones i've been i've seen they're uh they're relatable
0: mm-hmm.
1: like i think one of your earlier posts was i think trying to explain to explain direct therapy all the time and just it was like that that hits the, the nail right on the head right there
0: yes it's kind of interesting because I can see trends now of what people are liking and what they're not liking and the ones where it's basically like well I've had to explain recreational therapy 40 times today so for the ones that get the most likes and I'm like at the end of the day it's kind of nice to know though that my coworkers are kind of going through the same things I am or the people in my field feel the same way. So it kind of, is like, okay, good. I'm not alone. There's a network of people who are also like, Oh, this is frustrating. Sometimes.
1: Yeah. I, they, I couldn't have said that any better myself, that there's, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, we, we may not realize it at the time because we're experiencing ourselves in our region or our place in the country that we forget that across the rest of the country, where there's other people that might be experiencing similar things as well.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So, as far as your plans for the uh, the social media, what do you do? You have any new plans coming up?
0: It's funny because when I first started it, I really was just doing it for me and my friends and the personal way. I love humor, like anything that makes me laugh. I want to do and I'm going to do so. When I first started it, my vision was just like, oh, you know, every month or so, I'll just post something. But now I'm posting once or twice a week. I'm trying to keep people to keep finding my page and searching it. I'm using hashtags to try to find more followers. I would love to just continue to grow it so that we have a network of recreational therapists on this platform. And I'm not quite sure what that means for me moving forward. I've been thinking about trying to find almost like a Facebook page or a place where people can comment and be like, this was frustrating today. How do I deal with it? Or even just this was frustrating today. And other rec therapists can be like, that's happened to me too. You got this. You're an awesome therapist. Keep doing what you're doing. ABC. That's what I'm thinking I'm going to go for. But um, I haven't come up with a plan yet. I do have like have a Google doc with all these running ideas on it. It's just more of how I'm going to go through and actually implement them.
1: Yeah. I mean, having those ideas, it, it's super awesome. So you could just go and start plucking or sometimes yeah. i sometimes I'll go back and I'll look and I'll be like, what was I thinking, man?
0: I just found something. Like, I had this huge idea that I would reach out to other fields and start creating memes about us and like child life specialists and rec therapists and speech pathologists, just and then i was like well that's a lot of work for just like some things that i like to do for fun mm-hmm. so i still might do that but you know this is kind of just my i don't want to even say side hustle because it's just something i do for fun
1: <laughs> yeah so you know you're trying to keep it still fun
0: exactly that's exactly what i'm trying to do
1: I'm sorry did you say you're also on facebook or not yet
0: not yet. Um I do have an email that is basically just for this account. Um but I'm thinking of going to Facebook but haven't acted on that yet.
1: Okay, and then we'll see how it takes out there, right?
0: We'll see. We'll see. I think the thing about Facebook that would be really cool is I might be able to reach a different demographic or like a different generation because just typically speaking Instagram tends to be younger generation um and I'd love to find something where I can do all rec therapy.
1: Yeah, I think uh the 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 pages that like Danny Petri has, those happen to have a wide range of RTs and I think from all generations and all places of the country and probably even Canada as well.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That would be really, really cool.
1: So then your your idea for the group would be kinda like a RT support group.
0: I love that. Yes, now I just gotta come <laughs> up to that now I just have to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. I think that would be really cool. Just a place where you can be like, even just like sometimes again, I'm really lucky because I have a lot of close friends that are rec therapists. So sometimes I'll just text them and be like, what the heck should I do? Because I have these patients and I don't know what to do for their best outcomes. And I can do it in a group text and I have seven answers of things to try. So, I think it would be cool to make that onto a bigger scale where people who may be the only rec therapist in their facility can come onto the page and get like 20 or 30 ideas real quick.
1: Yeah, I think something like that would be extremely beneficial, not only for places where they have one person in the facility, but also for a lot of independent contractors as well. That's true. Because, because uh, just through talking to people, it, it feels like independent contractors especially if they're just getting started that they're kind of on their own and they're trying to get feedback they're trying to figure out what to do they're having to also figure out how to run a business but that's a whole other thing that you can get support from as well
0: that's definitely true i gotta add this to my google doc because now i have to do it
1: (laughs) it'd be a really good idea and i'd love to see it and i'll be on the lookout for it when it comes out oh good So then let's switch gears then. So you said you just got a new job. What did you do beforehand? Uh, I'm assuming still RT.
0: Yes. So before this job, I worked at a pediatric inpatient rehab hospital where I was on the infant toddler team. So I worked with children zero to two years old with uh, various medical diagnoses. And then I was on the chronic illness team. So I worked with children that may have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, cystic fibrosis, or a sickle cell.
1: Okay, and what kind of interventions were working or were you working on when you were there?
0: Sure. So with the something that I really enjoyed with the babies was that I got to teach family how to interact and play with their children. A lot of the babies or toddlers came from the NICU, where the main goal is to just keep that baby or child alive. So when they got to us, some parents were like, afraid to touch their baby or or just weren't quite sure how to play with them or interact with them in the safest way for their child. So that was really cool as the rec therapist, because I could say, well, here are some toys, here are the benefits, and here's how you safely play while your child may have tubes or, or a lot of things connecting to them. So I loved that aspect of it. And when I worked with the adolescents with chronic illnesses, it was based um, on basically how do we manage our chronic illness while engaging in recreation? So that can be a wide variety of things, right? I typically focused on physical activity. So it may be sports, yoga, Zumba. Zumba was really fun. <laughs> and, um, then I also focused on community reintegration because it's great if you know how to carb count in the hospital, but when you go home, you're gonna to want to go to a restaurant with your family and friends. So, how do we do it safely there, and how can we feel comfortable doing that around peers who may not have to be doing things?
1: So, it seems like you did a lot of education then, as when you were working at your previous job. Yes. Is that correct? That's so, were definitely- you were you also? Uh, modeling some of the behavior when you were working with the parents and when you were with the were they newborns
0: so they could be um typically I didn't work with them until they were three months old so they were a little bit older
1: okay so were you doing some of the modeling of this is how you could do it or were you solely instructing them as well
0: I was doing both modeling this is how you can do it also sometimes like putting the child in the parents' arms and just explaining. So I think, especially when you have children with various abilities, sometimes parents are like, oh, well, this child is not reaching for toys and they're six months old and they should be doing that. So it was talking and saying like, well, how can we play with him? We can sing songs. We can talk to them. We can do silly faces and silly voices. And trying to problem solve around that and find different ways for families to interact with their children based on their children's needs.
1: You know, I hadn't thought about that aspect of uh, rec therapy. And I think you're the first one I've talked to that's worked with that population. So it's interesting catching.
0: Definitely. It was rare, too. I have When I first started that position, I... And so lucky that I worked with a fabulous rec therapist who had been working with infants solely for about six months. She was a great asset because she said the same thing. She was like, she has been a rec therapist for many, many years. And she said, this is my first job where I've worked with this population. Oh, it was a really, really big learning curve, but it also showed me that we have such a need for rec therapists working with that population.
1: Yeah, it sounds the educational component, that sounds like it's very important. It sounds basic to a lot of people. But when you're in that in those situations, and yeah, having somebody that's dealt with it, that knows, you know, how you could successfully play with a child or with an infant, then that helps as an added layer of uh, instruction for the parents who this is likely going to be the first time they've had to deal with these situations.
0: Definitely. And my favorite thing about working with infants and toddlers is the family would know or the family would understand, like, okay, my child is learning by play. This is important. It's important for me to understand. It's important for me to engage with my child, however that may be.
1: So aside from the person that you were working with, did you also uh, know other people that were working with infants or was it just you two and that was it?
0: So my, where I used to work in the hospital, every rec therapist was, they may not be comfortable working with infants and toddlers, but they were competent. We had to go through specific training. But when I first got that position, I was researching and Googling and just trying to find any other therapists who might be working with that population just so I could pick their brain and even ask them silly questions like, how do I teach a parent to sing to their kid or something like that? But I really didn't find much of anything um, out there. So maybe that was another reason I wanted to create this meme page because at that time I was feeling really lonely and really worried because I was like, I don't know how to best work with this population. And, you know, I want to make sure these kids have the best outcomes.
1: hmm yeah, that that definitely makes sense. So then, so you worked there for some time and then now you're starting at a new job.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: So what's the new population?
0: So this population is children in adolescence. We go from two to 22, but the, I don't want to say typical, but the usual range of ages is about seven years old to 18 years old.
1: Seven to 18? Yeah. Okay. Did you already start there?
0: I did, but you know how uh, hospitals are. <laughs> the first four days was just hospital-wide orientation. But um, one day, was <laughs> I know, very interesting. <laughs> but um, one day I was able to shadow the rec therapist they currently have. And it just seems, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get my feet on the ground and start start doing things.
1: Yeah, I know the, the first days of any job, it could be a little bit slow.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: But afterwards, you know, you, you have the experience, you know, working already in a in a hospital setting, so it would what what I've seen is when people they have some experience, you you realize that it's the same process just adjusting it a little bit.
0: Exactly. And it's similar yet different enough But I have these opportunities to do all these different creative new things. So it's, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. What ideas do you have? So there's just, right now, there's only been one rec therapist. And he's been working with a ton of kids. I want to say his caseload has been over 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. So having, it's going to be myself and another new rec therapist who's great as well will be coming in. So there'll be three of us. So we just have the opportunity to really do more rec therapy, whether that be more groups, more specific groups, or even individual one on one. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I think now that we're building our team back up a little bit, it just will have more opportunities.
1: Yes, yeah, so you're going from one to three altogether. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a significant change then.
0: Right. I think it's going to be great. And I think the facility is going to be like, because <laughs> we can just do more. You can't do two. You can do only what you can as one person. But with three people, we're just going to have more resource, more resources, more staff and more ideas.
1: And you're going to have a, another place where you can start getting some more ideas for memes.
0: Definitely. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank goodness. I know this past month, because I've been moving and doing, starting a new job and doing all this stuff, it's been challenging because I've been like, oh, I have to think back on what memes I can create, what things I think are funny. But then my first day on the floor at this new job, I was like, I already have an idea.
1: <laughs> Did you already post it?
0: Not yet. So I keep in my phone, I have a folder just for memes that I create. And I try to keep about 40 or 50 in there at one time just to see uh, what I do. So I just made it and added it straight to my folder on my phone.
1: Okay, I'll be on the lookout for that one then. Do you have any other plans in in just in general for the future?
0: I have my, my undergrad and my master's in rec therapy. And I'd love to go three for three, but I'm not for a while. I don't think I can go back to school for a while, but I'd love to get my PhD in recreational therapy and study more about children and rec therapy. And I'm almost wanting to do, because I worked with the population, toddler infants and toddlers and recreational therapy and putting more research out there, putting more things out there that can be resources. That's my goal. But again, not for a few years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The task of having to go to a PhD program, it sounds kind of daunting. It's I'm not going it to lie. It
0: sounds scary. I know. That's why I'm like, I'm scared. But again, in a few years, but it's too scary to me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think since there hasn't been too much, at least from what I've observed, there hasn't been too much work with a taller infant as far as research. So that definitely anything that we can start putting into that area would be a help.
0: Definitely. And that's one thing that I really like to focus on too, because it's actually kind of funny. Another reason I came up with the memes is when I was in grad school, I took a special topics class about infographics and mm-hmm. did research about how that like using memes or pictures, is such a good way to disseminate information out to the public. So it's just funny how these memes come back to you. Because when I first worked with t- infants and toddlers, I was like, oh, this might not be my population forever. And now I'm like, I should research it. <laughs>
1: so that infographics class, was that a required class or was that an elective class that you took?
0: So it was elective. The cool thing. So I went to Temple University in Philadelphia. Since I did a four plus one program, which was awesome. And it was
1: four plus great.
0: one. So I did my undergrad in four years and my master's program in one.
1: Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. As soon as I was saying it, I'm like, I think it's that, but you, you just described it.
0: Yes, exactly. So when I was doing my master classes, they were like, Tori, you're good. You don't need another class, but to be considered a full-time student, you have to take another one. So I had a professor <laughs> who was like, I know, right? I had a professor who was like, I'll give you a one credit special topics course. And I was like, fabulous. And this was a topic that she was researching and she was doing. And I was like, well, let me just jump on that bandwagon and see if I can at least assist you a little bit. But it ended up being a class now that I think about all the time, which is something you wouldn't think of of, as like a one credit course.
1: Yeah, were you doing a lot of uh, like working through and doing stuff or were you doing a lot of research?
0: So I was doing research. Research about infographics and how they can be used to bring information. And then I did my senior year of college, my undergrad, I did a research study with a professor. And then I actually ended up creating infographics on my own research so that you could just look at the infographic and understand it really quickly. So you would, if you wanted to, you could go back and read that research study. But if you didn't want to, you could look at the picture and say, oh, that's something that is easy to understand, easy to read. And now I have that information to go and use.
1: It's almost like you were preparing yourself to have this social media page the whole time.
0: I know. Maybe I should have gotten (laughs) specialized in social social media. That's what it sounds like when I say it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because as you're saying all that, I'm trying to think, well... You know, you already uh, you've already developed that that skill set where you're trying to identify images to convey your message. And then all you're doing now is you're adding, you know, a, a phrase or a sentence or something to give it more of a caption. But you you kind of have been preparing yourself for this. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're able to provide some good stuff.
0: That's hilarious. My my memes are evidence based. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's a, that could be one of your memes now that you bring it up. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like you have some, some good stuff coming up then. Uh, is there any tips that you'd like to give to any of our listeners?
0: I think just if you are feeling the way I did when I was first feeling kind of lonely and I didn't understand what to do, seek out those resources. Seek out the people who are also recreational therapists who might be able to say, I get it. I've been there. But here are some ideas for what to do. I think that's kind of my big advice. And also, just because this is what I do, find a way to laugh. We work hard jobs. Sometimes we don't get the respect or the understanding that we should. And if you could find something in that that makes it funny and that you can laugh at, that's a great way to cope with that and to still motivate you to be the best therapist you can be.
1: There you go. There it is. (laughs) There
0: it is. There it is.
1: I want to thank you for uh, taking the chance to come out and speak with me as well.
0: I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: As always, thank you for stopping by, listeners. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. And if you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends.